welcome back to another episode of the Pedestrian Podcast. We go in a slightly different direction this week, but myself, Stuart Court, is here and I'm flying part solo with Adam Prepping, his Spurs fan board rep, rep campaign. But also here this week, we have a guest as ever. For those who are unfortunate enough to mo- follow me on social media, will know I wrote and have dived fully on the bandwagon and NFL prospects of one of the Seahawks 2021 undrafted free agents. Pierre-Olivier Lastage is an offensive lineman from the province of Quebec and via the Montreal Calabins, the 2019 Vanier Cup runners-up. He's in the hunt for the Seahawks starting centre job at the very least. So to find out more on P.O., as I understand he's uh, commonly known as and referred to as, is their O-line coach, uh, Matthew Provenal. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate you taking the time. Um, I hope I didn't push your name too much. Yeah, yeah, no, it's all right. You're, you're welcome too. Thanks for the invite. So how's the past few weeks been for the school and yourself? Because obviously you're the airline coach. You had probably the biggest influence over his journey to this, this this chapter. Yes, yeah. The, the past couple of weeks, I was uh, like very new to, to me and to Peo. Like, he's a... Uh, my first uh, offensive lineman uh, that's uh, being invited to uh, an NFL uh, camp as a free agent. So uh, it was all new to, to me uh, and to him. Uh, it was very exciting. He's got, uh, i say, like since January, like around 16 teams around the NFL that uh, yeah, got some phone, phone call with us, his agents, uh, our, our head coach too, uh, to get more information on him. As, mm-hmm. uh, as a football player and as a young man, uh, how he is. So uh, it, it was pretty exciting. Uh, and uh, for the, the, I'll say the week before the draft, there was uh, like more and more uh, teams that were uh, knocking on the door. Uh, so and uh, Peony's uh, agent uh, Sasha Gavani did a did a good job of uh, looking at what would be the, the best fit for for Peo, uh in the short term to have an impact uh, as soon as possible on, on an NFL team. And uh, he was uh, feeling feeling good with, with the Seahawks. And it was uh, a really exciting uh, journey to go through uh, all that process. Yeah. Uh, so when, when his name came across the socials as the draft drew to a close the seventh round, as I said, I dived fully in on it. I YouTube him, I Google searched him. You guys, you guys at the school very kindly sent over the Zoom call he had with the local journalist post decision. But his clips on YouTube, the clip package, it's just it's incredible how how dominant he was. Is that how it was watching him every week play for you for the three seasons he did? Yeah, absolutely. He, he was a very dominant offensive lineman since year one with us. Uh, and like a fun fact around it is that this highlight uh, on YouTube of the 2019 season, of course, it's, it's only his third year as a youth sport player. Mm-hmm. Uh, so because we haven't played any games uh, in the 2019, 2020 because of COVID. So uh, you could just imagine he was uh, in 2020, he was even bigger, stronger, faster uh, than he was uh, in his third year in 2019. So you can just imagine how dominant he would have been again uh, if we would have played last fall um so yes he's a very uh, consistent uh football player uh just uh he's, and he's got you can see it on film he's got some nastiness he's able to to finish block yeah he uh, he he's able to finish his block now really the, the right way without uh, 
I think that the referee is like looking at him on the way finishes block because he, he he's able to finish his block clean um, on the ground and he's uh, yeah and, and, and pass protection like he's uh, yeah he's able when he's uncovered to find to find the jobs and to uh, be nasty to help him. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a few examples of him running people in off off the off the field, isn't it? Oh, into the sideboards and everything. It's it's it, it, it's like it's like a cult, like an immediate cult hero status. He could, he probably had up there, didn't he? Uh, yes, yes. No, he's a uh, he's a uh, he's he's very uh, very very sound technically. Um, like he's um, he's very patient in pass protection. Like some some like uh, good run blockers that like finish blocks on the ground and are that are very aggressive I have uh, some issues uh, to learn how to be more patient uh, in pass protection not passive but patient and uh, he's able to make the switch from run to pass very, very good uh, so so yes yes so yeah so, so, so how did the process go because obviously you didn't play last year um, and it feels like reading up on him watching what, what I did in a normal 2020 he's a NFL draft pick is that a fair assumption to make? Uh, sorry, can you can you? Can you... Uh, with, with, with 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 a twenty twenty season of him playing, he's yeah. probably a draft pick, isn't he? It, it's tough to say, but uh, yes, uh, I think he could could have had uh, an opportunity around there. Of course, the not not playing did not help. Uh, when he went to the tropical bowl, uh, I think it was in January or in February of uh, the midwinter. 2021 uh he had uh, he wasn't able to to put the pads on since uh, november 2023rd uh, at the Fangy cup game wow. so it was more than 14 months without playing with pads because of the the rules that we have here uh, because of covid and all that so uh, he, he was a bit uh, rusty on day one uh but he, he was able to uh, to get the job done and uh it, it, it was uh was uh, Getting better and better every snap, so uh, he got again some attention of, the, of a couple of scouts. So yes, it's not to say he would have been drafted, but uh, of course it would have helped. I think uh, uh, we um, a couple of years ago here in our league we had uh, Dr. Lance Taltsev who's now playing for the Chiefs. Uh, mm. Their right guard at the, the Super Bowl, uh, and again, uh, is a special, a special, special player. Uh, and he played in our league for, for Miguel. Um, and I think, like, uh, since, since him, I think Peo is the most physically dominant offensive lineman in our conference. Uh, again, I'm, I'm not comparing him to, to Lala. <laughs> he did a lot of great stuff in the NFL. So uh, I'm not saying he's, he's as good right now as Lala. But since him, uh, Peo was the most physically dominant offensive lineman in our in our. So, so, so what? So what? Darren A. Tadif, obviously, you say he's from Miguel, which is also in Montreal, I believe, isn't it? Uh, yeah, no, he uh, he played the uh, he played for the the Miguel uh, for Miguel. Yeah. yeah. So how, because of COVID, because he was. Working. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's working the front line. How important is someone like him having the success he's had over what five six years in the league now for PO and obviously after PO the next wave coming to see that there is a path from the U-Sports, from, from Canada to the NFL? That's a very good question. And uh, you're absolutely right to say that the, the, what Laurent did for our conference is huge because as an NFL scout or as a, for, for an NFL coach, they, they all want to know how the, 
the, the talent pool, all the, the level uh, of playing in our league translate to what they see uh, in the NCAA. Um, so, uh, I, of course, uh, we're, we're, we're not as, we don't have the same pool talent as a Power 5 NCAA mm. uh, conference, but uh, when, when, when we see somebody like Laura being able to play uh, in new sport in Canada and being able to uh, reach that level and being drafted, I think it was a six-round draft. Uh, it just opened up their eyes to, uh, to, to compare uh, what they saw a couple of years ago from him on field and what they see from a guy from PO. And we had a defensive back last year, uh, Marc-Antoine Lecoy, who uh, had the free agent uh, camp uh, for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, so it, it just, yeah, it, ju it just opens the, the door and to... Uh, uh, yeah, so, so are, there, are there any playing similarities between the two? Obviously, LDT plays right guard for the Chiefs. Yeah. A, a lot of the stuff I watched on PO was left and well, everywhere, really. But left guard, most probably. Is there any playing similarities between the two? Yeah, uh, I think, like, uh, again, Laurent, when he played in our conference, played more of a, of a tackle at the end of his career. Mm. Uh, so, because he, he's, uh, he's a bit taller and bigger than PO. He's like, a, I'd say, I'll say a six foot five, three, uh, 22. Uh, so, PO was a, a bit smaller. He's a six foot three. He's more of a true inside guy. Uh, he's 210 pounds, I would say. Uh, did an excellent job of uh, reducing his uh, body fat during his offseason. Now he's, he's like I got around 16.5 of uh, body fat percentage right now. So he's, he's in really good shape, worked hard uh, during all the winter. So as I said, like I would have liked the payo to play tackle for us. Uh, he did only our, our, our first two games in the 2019 season as a left tackle. Okay. Uh, but for uh, like again, for our depth chart reason, for us an injury issue around our, our position, we had to move him back to uh, his uh, normal guard position. Uh, he's also able to play center. Uh, he never did it in the game for us, uh, but he was uh, doing center quarterback exchange uh, since uh, since day one for us. So he knows it's uh, again if he can master this position, it just gives him yeah. Yeah, so the, the, I've read some bits that he's learned or can snap the ball with both hands. Is there what advantages? What advantages are there to doing that, and how hard is that to yeah. do? Yeah, it's uh, it, it's hard to do. You need to, of course, you need to practice it. But like, it's it's not it's not a skill that you have to analyze for uh, for hours and hours. You just have to let it go. Uh, it's it's not something that you you have to do when when you play a eleven on eleven game, uh, mm -hmm. but it's something that we prepared him uh, during the winter uh, to do this for one on one evaluation combine camps. Because uh, here in, in uh, up north in, in Quebec and Canada, we play with a yard between the defensive line and mm -hmm. the offensive line, so it's a true advantage for the uh, the offensive lineman. Uh, so he's going to have to transition this because in the NFL, as you know, like there's no yard. Like the D line lines up on the ball and then the contact comes uh, way sooner compared to us. So that's going to be something of a transition for, for him. And to go back to uh, the center position is that um, it's, 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 uh, it's very hard for a center to block a shaded nose guard uh, in uh, American football that's lined up on the same side of the football of his snapping hand. So if he would have had somebody missing with this alignment to make him feel uncomfortable, 
during one-on-one pass pro, we were able to have him uh, get to freeze his hands to the side of the rusher to just deliver the ball. So again, like uh, during a game, uh, it, it's not something that you want to guess and snap with the uh, with the uh, with the your uh, opposite hand. But for one-on-one purpose for evaluation, we just didn't want to make sure it was not something that would have bothered him during one-on-one events. Yeah. And obviously, if, obviously, if he finds a way to a starting role in Seattle, he's got Aaron Donald twice a season. So you, you need all the tricks in the book you can to face him. Yeah, um, so obviously, to be honest, there's not a lot I, I know about Canadian college ball. I think the first time I knew of his existence was when uh, Duvernay Tardif was drafted and obviously Miguel. Um, but I do know one of our NFL TV hosts over here, his son has just committed to Ottawa to play quarterback. Um, so, but what's the game like over there at the collegiate level? I guess it's more entwined, as you say, with the CFL for scouting purposes. Obviously, because they have the, the all the motion with the offensive skill players. Is that is it more entwined with CFL? And what what's the game like over there? Uh, you, you need the, the you mean the difference between the CFL game and what, what it's going to happen? Yeah. So 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 like uh, is 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 it more along the lines of CFL than NFL, or is it like in like a middle ground? Like you mean the, the the talent pool? No, no. I mean like like how how like the the O line is O line for example lines off. Yeah. Is it? I heard it's like wider spaced as well compared to like normal NFL because of CFL. Yeah. I say like it, it's probably among like the the, the same kind of size. Uh, I, I would say again like the NFL is the big league, so you gotta yeah. have a, maybe a, a kind of a special athlete, athleticity uh, qualities to stay uh, like to, to stay in the big league. But mm. but again like uh, it's uh, th- th- there's a lot of like players that don't make the roster in the NFL that goes into the the, the, the CFL yeah. that have a huge impact. But of course it's. The NFL is the big league. There, there's a difference there, uh, but the CFL is a, a big time level of, of talent, uh, also. So, and you can make a living for a lot of years playing football in that league. Yeah. So, so, so how? So, is is U Sports played all over the country in Canada, or is it yes. like an area um, province thing? Or yeah, uh, yeah. The way the way it's done, it's that we have four conference. There, uh, among the country, there there's 27 teams. Okay. That uh, that uh, playing uh, youth that are playing youth sport football, and uh, we're split around four conferences. There's five teams in the Atlantic provinces, and Nova Scotia, New Brunswick. We have five teams in the in the Quebec province, uh, eleven teams in Ontario, and six teams in the Canada West. Okay. Like we every year we have a national championship, uh, and so every winner, every champion of every four conference meet as semifinalist. And as the national championship at the end of November, which we call the Vanier Cup. That's cool. Uh, so I, I actually lived in um, Alberta for six months about seven years ago. So I went to a CFL, went to a, uh, what used to be an Edmonton Eskimos game about seven years ago. It was, it was so it was so weird to see all the players in motion before the start. Yeah, like yeah. It, it was quite weird to get used to. But um, on, on back on back on PO, obviously the rookie camp, winning camp for the Seahawks is this weekend. What's his take? If you have, have, if you've had any conversations with him over the last few weeks about what what could happen over the next weeks, months, and maybe years, is what's what's his take on everything that's happened over the last few weeks? Yes, uh, I, he's uh, he's leaving tomorrow morning. He's taking the, he's taking the plane tomorrow morning. 
for Seattle. Uh, like he's having medical tests and a couple of team activities this week. Uh, so he, he doesn't know like uh, if, if he's going to, if he's coming back after uh, or if he's going to stay in the U.S. Uh, after the team activities. Uh, but of course, like he's, he's, he's go he's, uh, attacking the, the, this rookie camp to uh, put a, a good impression on the coaches and on the uh, every member of the organization that's going to be there. And like he, uh, he, he wants to be part of the, the big show uh, in his first year. Uh, so he's got, he's got goals sitting uh, that are very high and he's going to take it like one day at a time, but he's got, uh, he, he wants to leave a big impression. And uh, of course he, he wants to be uh Part of, part of this team uh, very uh, very badly mm-hmm. uh, but yeah I think I think he, he's going, not going there just to to be on the practice roster or whatever he wants to fight to uh, have every opportunity possible and that's why he, he put he, he put a lot of time in his center game also to uh, master both position so that he can have more opportunity to uh, make him valuable yeah. Yeah, well, well, he definitely has a small pool of um, UK Seahawks supporting him. Me at the front of the bandwagon because I, I, I think his path to the team at centre, especially, is wide open. And just watching how he played on that YouTube video, that would be so much fun to watch in a in a Seahawks uniform this this uh, this season. On the CFL, uh, Pierre was a draft pick last week for the hometown Alouettes. That must be a really cool thing for Pio to go through after the NFL journey. Uh, how, how was that for you, him and the school to have a second round pick, 10th overall to the hometown CFL team? Yeah, absolutely. It was a, a very a nice day uh, for our, our organization. We had Pioli and we had two other players selected in the, the, the Canadian uh, draft uh, last week. So yeah, it was just a lot of fun. Uh, we're all proud of we are players uh, are getting reward for all the energy that they put in uh, in the past couple of years. And yes, it, it's great for Bill to know that, like, uh, of course, he wants every everything to work in Seattle, uh, but just in case he's got to go back, he's going to be uh, close to home, close to his friend and mm-hmm. family. So uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, at a good place. So what, what, what happens, though? Because do they just hold his rights until an NFL team releases him or...? Absolutely, like it's uh, they, they they take the chance of if it's not working in, in the NFL, like the Alouettes homes is right for I don't know the amount of time that mm. this is uh, valuable. Uh, but uh, yes, if he's uh, if he has to come back, he's gonna be uh, an Alouette. That's, that's it's really interesting. I was watching I was watching it on Twitter talking to a few Canadian people I know, and it was just really interesting to watch because obviously I've never really watched the CFL draft with any market interest. It was quite interesting to try and understand what the hell that meant when he went 10th overall. Um, so I think, I, again, I, I'm his coach, so, uh, uh, so maybe uh, my, my analysis is not always like uh, right because um, uh, I have <laughs> a lot of emotion into it. But I think if uh, they, a couple of teams pass on him because they, they, a lot of people think he's going to stay in Seattle. Uh, the yeah. way. So that's why I passed on him uh, in, the, in the first round. That, that's why he ended up being a second round pick. But... Yeah. yeah so, so, well, if he does stick in Seattle, as I said, he's got some fans on this podcast. So, we'll be in touch for like Lestage 
uh, jersey when 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 all that's sorted out in September. Um, so for for yourself for the school, what what's what's the situation with the twenty twenty one season as we stand? And if people wanted to follow it, where can, where could they follow it to try and find the next PO? Yeah, uh, it, it, we uh, usually our, our games are broadcasted in uh, TV Aspa. It's a French uh, broadcasting uh, company, so uh, usually our games are in there. Uh, we, right now, we don't know uh, yet what's going to happen for our fall season. Uh, we don't know yet if there's going to be a national championship. Of course, like with all the, the vaccine, all that, it's getting more, more and more positive uh, for a season in September, October, and November for us. But uh, we're, we're still we're still waiting for some confirmation. Uh, but our guys are uh, doing a real good job of staying motivated and they've been away from the game since November 23rd. So uh, we were not able to have spring camp the past two years. So uh, they, they, they're doing a good job of uh, staying motivated, training hard and uh, doing their stuff so that they can be ready if uh, we can have a full season. Yeah, and for people who are watching this video, live your backdrop really seems like a really cool place to watch a game as well so your stadium looks like a really cool place uh, absolutely yeah we're uh, we're just uh, close to the mont royal just in, in uh, close to the mountain in the middle of the the, the town of the island so yeah a very nice place to be in a good uh, in, a, in a good sunny day of uh, <laughs> october and in november you gotta gear it up to be <laughs> so 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 my uh, usual co-host he's trying to ask our American, Canadian guests um, for a food spot or a food take. So if people uh, who've never been to Montreal come to Montreal once, well, when we can again, where, where should people head to in Montreal? Obviously to the stadium and watch a Caribbean game, but after the game, where should people head for a beverage or some food? Oh, and, and there, there's a there's a lot of good place in the the old town in the in the downtown on Saint Denis, and there's always there we have a good good place also uh, close to the campus on on Côte Neige too and uh, Tremont. So uh, like you, you can have a great uh, poutine, great beer, and great smoked meat uh, like at, in a lot of places in the town. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's someone. Not, it's not hard to find. <laughs> <laughs> so, someone I worked with in um, in in Alberta said that Montreal was the Vegas of Canada. Is that accurate? Uh, yeah, when it's not COVID, yeah. So, where can people follow the school, follow yourself on different socials and everything and keep keep track, as I said, looking out for the next PO? Yeah, you, you can uh, you can be, uh, you can track uh, the Carabay Instagram, Carabay Facebook group. Uh, we have uh, two very uh, cool young men that are... Uh, I'm <laughs> playing the, our Facebook and our Instagram account that are re doing a real good job of uh, do, doing uh, entertaining stuff on those uh, so, social media. So uh, yeah, uh, I would recommend those two uh, those two platforms. Yeah. Cool. Well, as, as I said, massively appreciate you jumping on. Um, if you speak to Pierre, tell him that he's got this very niche fan base over in the UK, and then, like I said, I'll be in, we'll be in touch for merchandise in October, September, October when the season starts because if I really do hope PO makes a team and is next to Gabe Jackson and Damian Lewis on opening day. Yeah, but thanks for the good words and uh, of course I'll tell PO all that. <laughs> thanks for the invitation. Really appreciate it.